This is Craig McConnell, and I'm sitting here with a couple of colleagues and friends and buddies. Uh, um, Brad Beck, who plays a role here at Ransomed Heart as our executive director, senior director. Brad- executive, COO. I always thought he was the COO. No, we, we – <laughs> He's had an upgrade. Man, how things change around here. Yeah, really. Yeah. And then our uh, maintenance guy, Alex, here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll be right back. i got to go unplug the toilet again. Yeah. yeah. Alex thought he was head of events, director <laughs> overseeing all of our events. And uh, we're just sitting here talking about what it's like to be on a team here at Ransomed Heart. What's it like to be here? What do you think would be um, – here's a question. Let me throw this one out to you. Yeah. Um, what is God teaching you? What it, what are you learning? What is surfacing? What what are either the good things God's affirming or or what are some of the either the struggles you're working through or some of the challenges or what what is God doing through you being a part of this ransomed heart team? Brad <clears throat> I think one of the things uh I'm continuing to learn about and to deal with is what it's like to work and live in freedom of this message and how that pertains to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it's like to be a part of a small team mm-hmm. versus a, a you know a mega nonprofit mm-hmm. or a mega university. Those are my past work experiences where. Where um, clearly your job description and roles are are very clearly defined, um, you know, to get something done, you have to go to one or two particular people on the campus of five thousand people. You mm-hmm. you you just can't walk down the hall and somebody step up and and help you because that's not their that's not their job. When you're working with twelve people. Mm-hmm. We all have to cross job boundaries and in roles, and um, and that, and that's real. That's real good for me to see that. Um, probably the best example is is when we do an event mm-hmm. and we go to a boot camp, and um, I'm no longer the executive director. I'm the resource. I'm the resource guy, and. I work with work crew and interact with the intercessors, and and uh, those are all hats that I don't wear during our typical work week at mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, I really I enjoy that part of it, but I'm learning what that looks like and what that feels like, and um, and in in what to be more and more comfortable with that as time goes on. Has that been a so that's been an awkward adjustment or just a new adjustment? It's been new. It's actually been real exciting for me. Um, and it, it's disruptive from the point of view that when we went to Australia, <laughs> I wasn't handling benefits or or payroll or uh, or taking care of the building or working with the board. I was on a completely different set of assignments. And, right. and you know, it really kind of stretches you. I think, what do I know about resources or about the Australian dollar or about the credit card machines over there? But, you know, 
You kind of fly by the seat of your pants, as we often do in this ministry, and God shows up. He shows up in the volunteers who are there. They shows up in other team members who who offer something right in the nick of time, the drama of the situation, and um, and you see how God works in a completely different set of situations and mm-hmm. in, in, in events for you. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. That part's fun. You seem to take particular pleasure in your flower watering part of your job. <laughs> Well, it's the mulch that, and and the lack of mulch that really bothers Craig. And uh, so I've increased the mulch budget this year significantly because I just know how it takes them out. We have this flower bed in front of our building that uh, is is probably 50, 75 square feet of exposed dirt. And uh, there's... Brad bought one bag of mulch and just dumped it at one little spot. I did not. I bought a bunch. I bought a quarter of a truckload one year, and you didn't show up to help shovel it around. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a lack of teamwork. Also, <laughs> what about what about memories of uh, um, Brad's vital roles and how those roles change? Uh, he mentioned uh, uh, Australia was. Um, you know, we're, speaking team, we're up there speaking, and and it's hot, it's humid, it's dry, and and we're nervous. And Brad had the assignment of making sure that there was water available for the speaking team, and he's sitting, you know, stage right. Uh, and we often show film clips, and and uh, you know, during a film clip, you're looking to Brad to come up and give you that refreshing glass of water, and and. <laughs> I up there died, and I, every time there was a film clip, I look over to back, who's uh, you know twenty yards away, and he's got a bag of popcorn and his coke, and he's watching the film clips. <laughs> I was entering, <laughs> totally in. ignoring me, and I was. <laughs> I was actually there not for your uh, comfort, but for your convenience to to relay messages up and fr- from the front of the stage to the back. Uh, okay, I was an integral part of the team, yeah. and you didn't recognize that. So. And, yeah, it seemed to malfunction a bit, but, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's like a, a, we probably all wear different hats at different times here, just jumping in as needed. Right, right. From loading the trailer to um, getting packages out the door mm-hmm. occasionally from <laughs> our shipping days that we had downstairs. What, what do you think uh, is in truth – different about working here at Ransom Heart from people's perceptions? How do you imagine people perceive working here? Uh, and then right. uh, what, what, what is it really like? Yeah. What, what do you think some of the perceptions are? And then what are some of the realities? Well, um, I, I think a lot of times the, the perception is that, wow, man, you guys, you guys must have this in, incredible band of brothers experience daily mm-hmm. you're uh entering into uh these times of um you know deep intimate conversation and and experience with god each and every day and it just must be you know transformative for your life and in uh, every moment. And, kind, of, uh, kind of like the Sermon on the Mount every morning. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, you know, I, 
I think that's the perception sometimes that that isn't correct. Um, and not that we don't live that way at times. We do. And, uh, and you know, honestly, we're really blessed to have the team that we have and the, the um, opportunities we have to enter into each other's lives and, mm-hmm. and go deeper with God and our relationships. Um, but the reality is we, we also have jobs here, roles here that we have to fulfill. So, um, you know, about 80% of my day is sitting behind the computer answering emails or making a phone call or um, working on paperwork administrative things that have to get done or else uh, the fun stuff doesn't get to continue. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, not that that stuff's not fun. Yeah. But so you're dispelling the myth that uh, all we do is sit around and just have this rich fellowship. There's right. actually jobs we right. do. Right. <laughs> we do from time to time work. Uh-huh. Right. Quite a bit. It feels more like the Band of Brothers um, – the HBO series, you uh-huh. know, where uh, there's days where it feels like you're in Bastogne and it's cold and it's pretty miserable and there's a lot of waiting going on. And, and uh, but you've, you've got a very important role and a task that you've got to do for the ministry. And like those men did, they had to hold that piece of ground uh-huh. to for for the advance of, of the allies. And so... um there's a lot of days that it's pretty mundane around mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. It's pretty um, nuts and bolts, and it, it doesn't feel particularly uh, very significant or it doesn't feel um, substantial. Mm-hmm. Even what what each of us might be doing that particular day, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. God gives us enough glimpses of what the ministry is doing as a whole in the stories we hear right that it it does it it feels like that whatever's mundane is so much more worth it than right. in a lot of other situations i mean we're not changing right, yeah. oil so your car drives a little better we're we're um putting together an events list or a list of people because they're going to come to an event that's going to transform their life okay. yeah. and that's Having that as a foundation really helps with the day to day. And not that oil changing. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, just lost all our Jiffy Lube uh, constituents. Well, I need one. That's why it's at the top of my head. I desperately need one. I think I'm 7,000 miles away from my last one, and I'm just really convicted by it. Um, You can tell when Brad's in, he's in the yellow 1963 Rambler Coupe. Uh, (laughs) But, no, it's true. I mean, um, we're involved in something just mythic and global, and and yet there, like anyone listening, there are so many days that feel routine and – uh, mundane, and uh, that doesn't dismiss at all the fact that the larger story we're involved in is is something huge. But there, right, there are the dog days of summer, if you will, right, right, and and we we do serve as a healing community and and as a fellowship, but that is probably a pretty small percentage of our typical day there there are times right. when we have fast days that we really 
will. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us will en- encounter some healing or some broken part of our heart that mm-hmm. yeah. that will come up. And I mean, that's what what a privilege it is to have a place that's open to that, mm-hmm. right? And and to be able to do that. I mean, our fast days once once a month, mm-hmm. and and the opportunities on boot camps that the the transformation that are occurring in the men and women that come to our camps right. also happens you know for us sitting in back changing the slides for the for the uh, powerpoint or or um helping with worship uh-huh. music and then yeah. god comes for us too it's like you know i think it's as transformative for us on a receiving end as it is for a lot of the the men and women who who get to come to our events yeah that's so true. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I've been at a boot camp and, you know, God's stirring something up. Uh, the wounds and the accusations of the enemy are coming against that. And uh-huh. it all culminates in the, in the heat of trying to accomplish the mission we're doing um, into, you know, something that, that's got to be dealt with. And, uh, and, uh, that's one of the the biggest blessings of being here. You know, we'll, we will stop and you know what's going on, and right. we'll take time and mm-hmm. and uh, flesh that out with each other and uh, go deeper into it. So it, um, you know, that's not the daily occurrence, but mm-hmm. but man, they're glorious times when they do happen. Right, they're open to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> gosh. Um, so this podcast has just been. Uh, a little bit of a glance into uh, ransom heart through the eyes of uh, of uh, my two colleagues here, um, Brad Beck, and uh, my uh, astute young friend uh, and colleague Alex Burton, and hope that it was encouraging. Just getting a glimpse into our lives and our working together, and we hope that. Uh, this has been meaningful to you. There's a whole lot of resources available through ransomedheart.com. Um, come on board. Take a look at what we've got. And we think it will encourage you in your walk with Christ. And hope you'll join us again next week. Is that sufficient? Art is so encouraging. That'll work. <laughs> Good enough. Never. I never hear it. You nailed it. <laughs> That'll do. God, God showed up. That'll do. That'll do, yeah. big. Yeah.